Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Deuteronomy 14. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would realize how we should be set apart to you. We pray that we would be holy to you, different from the rest of the world that is living for themselves. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Deuteronomy 14. You are children of Yahweh your God. Therefore, you must not gash yourself, and you must not make your forehead bald for the dead. For you are a people holy to Yahweh your God. And you, Yahweh, has chosen to be a treasured possession from among all the peoples that are on the surface of the earth. You shall not eat any detestable thing. These are the animals you may eat. Ox, sheep, goats, deer, gazelle, roebuck, wild goat, ibex, antelope, and mountain sheep, and any animal having a split hoof, and so a dividing of the hoof into two parts, and that chews the cud among the animals, that animal you may eat. Only these you may not eat, from those chewing the cud, and from those having a division of the hoof, the camel, and the hare, and the coney, because they chew the cud, but they do not divide the hoof. They are therefore unclean for you. And also the pig, because it has a division of the hoof, but does not chew the cud, it is unclean for you. From their meat you shall not eat, and you shall not touch their carcasses. This is what you shall eat from all that is in the water. Everything that has fins and scales you may eat, but anything that does not have fins and scales you may not eat, for it is unclean for you. All the birds that are clean you may eat. Now these are the ones you shall not eat, any of them. The eagle, and the vulture, and the short-toed eagle, and the red kite, and the black kite, or any kind of falcon, or any kind of crow according to its kind, and the ostrich, and the short-eared owl, and the seagull, and the hawk according to its kind, the little owl, and the great owl, and the barn owl, and the desert owl, and the carrion vulture, and the cormorant, and the stork, and the heron according to its kind, and the hoopoe, and the bat, and also all of the winged insects. They are unclean for you. You shall not eat them. You may eat any clean bird. You shall not eat any carcass. You may give it to the alien who is in your towns, and he may eat it, or you may sell it to a foreigner, for you are a holy people for Yahweh your God. You may not boil a kid in its mother's milk. Certainly, you must give a tithe of all the yield of your seed, which comes forth from your field year after year. And you shall eat before Yahweh your God, in the place that he will choose to make to dwell his name there, the tithe of your grain, your wine, and your olive oil, and the firstling of your herd and your flock, so that you may learn to revere Yahweh your God always. But if the distance is too great for you, so that you are not able to transport it, because the place that Yahweh your God will choose to set his name there, it is too far from you. When Yahweh your God will bless you, then in that case you may exchange for money, and you shall take the money to your hand and go to the place that Yahweh your God will choose. You may spend the money for anything that you desire, for oxen, or for sheep, or for wine, or for strong drink, or for anything that you desire, and you shall eat it there before Yahweh your God and you shall rejoice, you and your household. 
And as to the Levite who is in your towns, you shall not neglect him, because there is not a plot of ground for him and an inheritance along with you. At the end of three years you shall bring out all of the tithe of your yield for that year, and you shall store it in your towns. And so the Levite may come, because there is no plot of ground for him or an inheritance with you. And the alien also may come, and the orphan and the widow that are in your towns, and they may eat their fill, so that Yahweh your God may bless you in all the work of your hand that you undertake. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Moses has been explaining the law to the Israelites, starting with not having any other gods before Yahweh. Now he moves on to talking about being holy, set apart to God, separate from other nations. Moses starts by saying that they are children of God. By that, he means that they are more closely aligned to God than the other nations. He isn't saying that physically they are more closely related to God than any other nation, but that God has chosen them, and that makes them God's children. Because of that, they need to be different, so they must not do certain mourning rituals such as gashing themselves or shaving their head for the dead. They must also not eat certain animals that Yahweh has labeled unclean. We already had details on clean and unclean animals in Leviticus, but Moses goes over it briefly here as well. For land animals, they must have a divided hoof and they must chew the cud. For water animals, it must have fins and scales to be considered clean. For birds, there's just a list of the unclean birds. We cannot be absolutely certain about what this list is because we aren't sure what some of these words mean for animals today. But it seems like this is mostly a list of birds that eat meat. Many of them eat dead animals that they haven't hunted themselves. Moses tells them that they can give these unclean animals to an alien or a foreigner to eat, but they must be holy and not eat them. Moses adds that they must not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Moses seems to be including this in the holiness rules here, but it could also be a justice rule. Then Moses talks about tithes. When the tithe was talked about previously, it seemed that it would just go to the Levites. But now Moses indicates here that they could share in eating from the tithe and worship to God at the tabernacle. Moses says that if the tabernacle is too far away from where they live in the land, they can sell their goods that would have been the tithe and carry the money to the tabernacle and then buy goods that there they eat in worship to God. Moses says that they must remember the Levites, and every third year they will keep the tithe in their town and any Levite can come and have it, or orphans or widows or aliens. So it isn't quite certain if this is a separate tithe from the one mentioned earlier that seemed to go entirely to the Levites, or if this is a further explanation of the tithe, and it was more than just for the Levites, it was for anyone in need, and they also could share in eating it at the tabernacle. And now for a deeper dive. Moses calls the Israelites children of God here. It was common for the Jews to describe someone as a son of something if they had the characteristics of that thing. For example, the name Barnabas in the New Testament was a nickname, and it meant son of encouragement. So when Moses calls the Israelites children of God, I think he was saying that they need to act differently than the people around them. And that is why he goes on to describe holiness. So does this apply to us today? I think it applies very much. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, 
For all those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. So if we are acting like children of God, because we have God's Spirit in us, then we are indeed children of God. And if we aren't acting like children of God, then the people around us have a right to question if we are children of God. And that means that we're going to stick out in this world. We're going to look different. And that is one more reason why everyone else is doing it is not a good argument. We have to be careful about trying to fit in. Now, that doesn't mean we have to intentionally go against society in every way possible, but we shouldn't be so worried about fitting in that we compromise on the things that God has told us that are different from our society. It is easier to look back at history and see how people were right not to fit in historically than to see it in our day. For example, today slavery is seen as a terrible evil. But when the United States was founded, slavery was accepted in society. That has changed, for the better. And it was mostly Christians who influenced that change on society, I think. Although, the real problem is the attitude of thinking a person is an object. And unfortunately, that attitude has not completely gone away with the abolition of slavery. It is harder for us to see what is wrong in the ideas and ideals of our society today because we're soaked in it. One idea that our society has accepted completely in the United States is the idea of personal rights. That is such a big idea today that our society praises people who stand up for themselves at the expense of others. That is a big part of the sexual freedom and abortion ideas, that people should have a right to abandon their family and chase after whatever sexual desires they have, and if it creates a baby, then they shouldn't have to be burdened by that. But as we have seen in the laws God gave to Israel, we need to be thinking about others and the community first, not our own search for pleasure. And that will look different than the world. We will stick out. And that is a good thing. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.